Unrivaled, the official podcast of Penn State football. Third down and nine, they're on 42. Here they come, back he goes over the middle. Hamler's got it 50, breaks a tackle, far side 45. He's got Dotson in front of the 30. Makes a move to the 25, 20, far corner, 10, 5. Touchdown, Penn State. Long throw to the end zone. Far corner, K.J. Hamler got him, touchdown, Penn State. K.J. Hamler on a safety, not fair. Let's watch Hamler, watch his third or fourth step, the right foot that he puts in there right there. John Waits gets the snap for minute, play action fake. Pocket, rolls right, trouble, throws it deep down the middle, Hamler end zone, got it, touchdown, Penn State. Welcome into the Unrivaled Podcast, the official podcast of Penn State football. Penn State coming off a 17-12 victory over the Iowa Hawkeyes this past Saturday as they now shift their attention towards Michigan for a primetime matchup, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time on ABC. We got a lot to get to on this week's episode of the Unrivaled Podcast, so without further ado, we were going to welcome in K.J. Hamler and a quarterback, Sean Clifford. Boys, how are you doing today? Good, good. You Great. Know we rocking? All right, before we dive into this thing, K.J., give me a couple thoughts from that Iowa matchup last weekend. Um, you know, I think it was, I think Iowa was probably one of the most like electrifying environments I've ever been in, you know, just dealing with the crowd noise and, and the fans and stuff like that. So it was probably one of the most craziest games I've been in for sure. Cliff, take me through the 22 yard touchdown connection with KJ back in that second quarter. Third and seven, Iowa 22. Iowa shows blitz. They bring it back. He goes, steps up, throws their side, caught Hamler 15 to the 10 to the five. Ertles to the goal line. And is he there? Touchdown, Penn State. Yeah, I mean, we always just talk about getting our playmakers in space, you know, KJ being one of those guys. Um, and, you know, he does that. So I just got to get it to him on time. Got to pass that linebacker, and then he did the rest and uh, makes my job a lot easier. Basically, he's saying I make him look good. <laughs> Yeah, all right. <laughs> so, I mean, we always hear about, obviously, you guys go through the plays, you break things down, but we don't necessarily always hear about when you actually go to the sideline. Mm-hmm. What happens from that point? I mean, you guys obviously interact. What are, what are those interactions like? Depends on what's going on. <laughs> it's either, I mean, it's always good. It's always positive, but, you know, sometimes we get on each other. That's just kind of the relationship that we have since we know, we've known each other for forever. So, right. like, I mean, he can talk to me like, I mean, we're brothers, so it's, I mean, he could say whatever. He's not going to get under me, under my skin or anything like that. But you know, it's like same time we just got to check each other. It's like you know, if I if I if I'm wide open on the play and he don't see me, I go to the side. I'm like, Cliff, what are you looking at? You ain't see me. Like <laughs> you know, I, I always check up on him. Like, like come on, let's go. So, so the thing that we saw on HBO with you guys interacting and kind of getting on each other and you were checking Cliff a little bit, that's pretty much every day. Yeah, and that's that and day. that happened. I check him too. Like they only <laughs> put him checking me. Yeah. I just want to make sure that everybody knows that, like, I'm not the bad guy all the time here. Like, I'm coming at him sometimes at the same – you know what I'm saying? So. All right. He do. He do, but they caught me, so it is what it is. So it tell is. me about how you guys met, taking back to that moment and kind of what your relationship is today. You want to start? Yeah. I mean, it was a long time ago. Um, it was at a rivals camp, and, um, I mean, I guess it, it just – wasn't something that we thought I mean in eighth grade it wasn't something that we thought that would you know bud into what we have now um what I think being one of the best duos in college football right now um I mean it it was uh you know something we were just throwing you know we we both knew what we had the talent that we had and then you know going through high school you see see guys go through these camps more and more I saw KJ because I mean we're midwest type 
area. Um, so we were always found on each other at the same camps. And then I committed to Penn State uh, sophomore year. And once I knew that KJ was looking here, I there was no other place that I was going to let him go. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, I think it was. At, it was at a rivals camp for sure. And I just think you know, once Cliff like threw the ball to me for the first time at the rivals camp, it was just like we kept going back and forth. I'm like, no, nah, I want Cliff. Like, bring Sean up here. And my quarterback. Yeah, because you know how those camps go. Right. People are jumping up in the line trying to trying to get ahead of people and everything. So, so, so we were just like, all right, you know what? We're just gonna jump everybody and we're gonna go together yeah. each time. So I used to get Cliff. I used to grab Cliff. I'm like, whenever you up, I'm up. I'm like, nah, that's my QB. So it was. We always got reps together. Since, Worked since pretty well. Were. So, what was your recruiting process like trying to get him to Penn State after you committed? Difficult. He was pressing me. Difficult <laughs> every single day. I was, was always cool. trying to get. I was in his ear. I was. The the funny thing is, like in high school, anything goes. Like anything is is cool. And there was like you know you know how you see like the edits of all the things. I was literally making edits myself. <laughs> <laughs> to send to KJ to try to get him he to like be, to be more interested. I literally was. I mean, and that's the truth. But I mean, it worked. So he was he was pressing me out every day, just trying to get me to commit. And I was I was looking at Michigan State at the time, and I'm like, I'm like, I think about it, I think about it, and then I don't know if I, it just it just flipped in my head. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna go with Cliff. So when you decided to commit to Penn State, what was your reaction, Cliff? I was hyped because I knew I knew what we had. I knew that we already had a connection in high school. So there was no reason that that couldn't, you know, come to fruition in, in college. And, I mean, now being here, um, you know, six games in, playing with Kay, I mean, it's just it's just a great experience, lots of fun. It's more so I went with the quarterback that I was just most experienced with. You know, um, I wasn't really familiar with the rest of the quarterbacks in my recruiting process. Like, I was cool with them, but not as cool as I was with Cliff. So it was just more so going with somebody I more so trust for real. So your relationship clearly stems from some time ago and obviously still transitions to the field today. Uh, but what do you guys like off the field? I know we talked about the HBO thing a little bit and you guys obviously get along, but what do you like to do away from football that kind of separates your relationship from others around the country? Um, I usually, I don't know, everything. a little bit of everything. You know, we go out to eat. Do stuff. I come over to his house like all the time. Like I, I, I'm yeah, I don't really like to leave my house, so I don't, don't really go over to his yeah, place. He, doesn't he leave comes his over to our place all the time. But like when I feel like I just need to get out the house, I probably just go over to Cliff House and just see what they're doing, chill out with them for a little bit. Yeah, because all of our roommates are all yeah close. Like so Tariq, Fred, Mac, Presta, Presta. So all we, yeah, so we all like you know I always go over there and check up on them, just see what they're doing for like an hour or two, watch TV with them, watch games with them. Mm-hmm. That's about it, really. What do you guys respect about each other's games? I know there's a lot that could be said about uh, each other's platforms and each other's games and your abilities, but let's start with you, KJ. What do you respect about Cliff? Um, I just respect that, you know, that he's just become this leader and this role model for everybody, you know. So, um, you know, going through, like, red shirt process and things of that nature, you know, it was tough at first. But um, just seeing us grow from near to now, and just seeing us mature as, as people and players, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy to see. So, um, But I know Cliff got my back, and I always got his back since since day one. Cliff, how about you? Uh, I mean, everybody sees the, you know, how electric KJ is. And, I mean, it's obvious once he steps on the field, you know, he's going to be the, the quickest player out there. And what, what I think is the best, you know, college receiver out there right now. Um, but I, what I like most about KJ's game is he's going to give 100% on each play, whether that's – him blocking an edge which against a linebacker that's <laughs> double your size 
or you know yeah. scoring that touchdown um, against Iowa on the sideline. I mean, he's going to do whatever it takes to win, and you know that's the type of team that we have, and you know that's you know led by guys like KJ. But but it's a lot of things about Cliff that nobody sees. Like Cliff came here running a four eight. Huh. He came here running four eight. He runs four five, low four five now. Like Cliff was putting in three workouts a day in the summer. Just this past summer. This past summer. Like when, when he knows stuff was starting to get real, starting to get serious, like Cliff was on my butt every day. Come on, okay, let's do sand work. I'm like, man, come on, dog. I'm like, he's like, I got, I got Spanish homework. He's like, nah, bro, let's do sand work tonight. I'm like, all right. Yeah, you I'll did do take work. intensive Spanish. Yeah, I took intensive Spanish, so that was a big deal. It was four hours a day during my body. But So you can speak a little Spanish? A little yeah, Spanish. I ain't going to do that on here, though. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna do that on here. But like, so, Cliff, when you went from running a four eight to four five, when when did that? I mean, when did you get down to the four five? Was it over the summer? Was it kind of a work right. in progress? So, in high school, I didn't need to run as like it it, it's just pass. high school. So, you know, you can get the job done throwing the ball a little bit, and then you can still make moves because I mean, it's still high school. But once I got here, you know, Coach Franklin was talking to me. It was actually during my freshman season. Um, and we were just talking. He said, you know, you have all the intangibles of a play here, but the one thing that concerns me is I don't know if you can make all the plays that, you know, Trace and Tommy and those guys were making um, on your feet. And I took that to heart after freshman year. Because he was slow. I wouldn't even – I wouldn't say that. But I I got game speed. That's no, what I said. I, that's what I call that. No, I knew it was serious when Cliff was, was beating some of the skill players and, like, in like our workouts and stuff, I'm like, oh snap! Like yeah. players that he wasn't supposed to be beating. I'm not gonna like you. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> never, when did, hold on, when have you? Been I beat there? you in shuttles. I know I did, bro. I suck at shuttles. I don't care. Did I win? Okay, I give you that one. You give it to him. He ain't beat me no forty. Don't matter. <laughs> yep. So I, I want to no, know. No, I did not beat you in a forty, and I should never beat you, you in a forty. Never beat me in forty. There's not no, one you, day that I should ever come into workouts. In if, if you, if you, if I beat you in a forty, then that means that something is wrong with you, <laughs> not me. I'm giving my hundred percent. I'll give him a five five yard head start, and I still beat him in a forty. I believe right, that. That's too no no no. no, no I'm not gonna not, let him win that. Extreme. That's not too extreme at all. No, no, that's I'm not gonna let him. I mean, bottom line, I, I will run a four four to get to. the to make sure that he does not beat me if he has a five yard. Bottom line, if he beats set. you in a forty, I think something's wrong. Period. Something's That's what I'm regardless saying. of the five yard head start. Something is this baffled me. I, I noticed when you guys are in your pregame routine, obviously you're you're in a mindset, but you both kind of function a little bit differently, but the same at the same time. Whether it's cameras stuck in your face, KJ, and you're kind of showing your personality, or Cliff, you you're in your own mindset and kind of jumping around, getting hyped for a game, but. At what point did you kind of realize that okay, there's a lot of attention on me. I got to carry myself to who I am, and kind of what that transition was like when you realized this is big time now. Yeah, um, I would say it started for me last year. I think, I think after Ohio State, really, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of you know attention was coming my way I wasn't used to. Um, you know, my parents, but I just stuck to my parents. My parents just told me stay humble, like don't, don't even like acknowledge the cameras and stuff like that. So even though I like the cameras on me. I think I think that's just me and my personality. Um, you know, I just don't let it phase me. I don't, you know, I st- I still say the same to everybody else, and you know, I don't I don't really try to be like big headed. I don't like that. So I really try to stay t- true to myself. You know, I don't like switching up on my friends and stuff like that. So, um, you know, just being me at all times is probably the biggest thing. Cliff, how about for you? Yeah, I mean, I think that you just got to stay true to yourself. Um, you know, when I get on the field, I have a blast. Like, I that like, that's the one overriding factor. Like, even when you're playing, you know, just like in the Iowa game this past week, 
weekend. Um, That's a game you, know, you live for. Yeah, I mean, the first quarter didn't go the way that I wanted to. I wasn't, you know, playing up to the standard. But at the same time, like, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't having fun. Like, it, it's, it really is, you know, that, that place is an electrifying uh, environment, just like Beaver Stadium. Um, so every single time I go out on a Saturday, you know, I'm just, you know, blessed to be in the position that I am. So I'm going to, you know, enjoy it, you know, interact with the fans, do whatever I can to, you know, bring energy and life to the team because, you know, I, I, I think that that's my personality and I just enjoy being out there. And as I said, it's just a blessing. Yeah, you was talking, you was talking to the fans. <laughs> yeah, I was talking to the fans this past week. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that is kind of unique though. Like at Iowa, the benches are so freaking yeah, close, close to the close. players and it's not like that everywhere. But I mean, what was it like playing in that atmosphere? I know you guys like being inside Beaver Stadium and it stuff like that, but having crazy. that, the, I mean, the fans right there on top of you. No, yeah, it was crazy. It, it, was, it was, yeah, I, it's probably one of the best environments I've been in, but it's mm-hmm. just like they could literally, the fans clearly like lean over and touch your shoulder. <laughs> so it was yeah. like you heard every word. Every trash talk they was talking to you. And the thing was because, like, you get out there for the first time, and because the stands are so close, it looks like the field's, like, smaller, smaller. (laughs) which is weird because, I mean, you can measure it out. You know, it's 100 yards or whatever and, you know, 53 across. But at the same time, like, it just looks like everything is condensed down. And, uh, you know, when when it was third down and it was tight tight situations, uh, it, it was loud. Let's talk about the Penn State wideout for a second. So college game day is officially coming back to town. There's going to be people everywhere in State College, and this place is its going to be chaotic. We're coming to your city! This might be the best crowd we've ever had. Good morning, State College. Drive the wave! Wideout conditions in Happy Valley! I'm going with Penn State! Give them their hat. All right, so for the fourth consecutive season, College Game Day is coming into town. For a player's aspect on things, what is it like when that type of caliber show rolls into town? Okay, I don't I know just what just so, happened. I just cramped <laughs> so bad. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Repeat the question. Repeat the question. <laughs> we almost just had to shut down the entire I podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. So, college game, they're rolling into town. Player's perspective. What is it like when a show of that caliber, national attention, obviously the whiteout, the game itself is coming to town, but for the whiteout, what is it like? Oh, it's... Unreal. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a concert, really. You can it's really cool. feel like throughout the campus. I mean, this is gonna be the first time that you know I'm gonna be able to play in in the whiteout situation. Um, you know, KJ can attest to it last year, but I mean, just being on the sideline, being throughout the week, honestly, like on a on a Wednesday, you can just feel the energy of it's State College. It's, it's just a, different. You walk downtown, you watch walk on campus. You know, people are even more excited than they they are. On a normal Saturday. I mean, I'm not saying that State College isn't, you know, an exciting place on a Saturday. Uh, You know, there's nowhere else I'd rather be but this place on a whiteout. It gets way more packed, you know, each and every day we, you know, walk on campus and stuff like that. So you see a lot of more people. I don't know. I've never seen it because, you know, I've never, you know. So do you guys watch that sitting in the hotel or no? No, not really. So actually, I, I did do. last year. I did last year. I watch it. I like when he put on, you know, the helmet or whatever. Or the Crowd surf, put on the yeah, Nittany Lion yeah. head. Because that's that stuff you see on, like, 
I remember watching that on or playing that on NCAA. That's what I'm saying. Like that. Like that's, that's a cool like Kurt Curry, you know. That's, like, <laughs> that's that's why a it's cool so thing. cool because because you uh, you grow up and I'm like you know I, I play on a Friday in in uh, high school or I play in, on like a Sunday when I was uh, like a little kid and you know but on Saturday it was all college football in my family so like with my dad my brother we go down in the basement and just like watch games all day and just to be able to see your team and and yourself on college game day and like Kirk Herbstreet Lee Court like all those guys picking you and and talking about like your game I mean that's just like dreams come true that's really what it is what was the first like surreal moment when you're watching ESPN college game day or anything like that like I'm thinking we're on the flight this past Saturday after I you guys mine. pick up a victory and all of a sudden I mean Cliff's head pops up that's, for preview in the game what, it was. what what is like the surreal moment where you're like holy crap yeah my mine I, I have mine mine was it was pit, the pit week it was the second week and I was watching TV and, and it was came, ESPN, and and, and then I came up on the bottom right screen at, out of nowhere, and I, it was it was it was Kenny Pickett and I, yeah. and it was like previewing the game, and I thought that was like so cool. <laughs> now, that's how it was uh, this past weekend. You know, we was um, what game was I watching? I think I was watching Georgia and South Carolina. Yeah, and you know it was just it popped on the screen, me and Cliff. You know, and then yeah, it had uh, Nate Stanley and them from Iowa. So it was like oh snap, like it was like a. It's, it's crazy it's to so see that. Cool. You know, it's really it crazy really to see is. that. Like, I would never thought I'd be in the position I am today. So that never gets old. No, it really doesn't. Like, people can say that all they want, but that is very cool. Uh, it really is. How do you guys tune out that noise when it comes game time, when it comes to a game like Michigan, the whiteout? Obviously, there's so much national attention around this game, and uh, I mean around Penn State football, period, especially this week, though, when you have ESPN coming into town to shoot things with you guys individually and yeah. stuff like that. But how do you, like – tune that stuff out i don't think it's even too like with yeah. our team it's not tuning it out it's just that's feeding every, off that's of it every day because we're just we, our team is all about having fun like we are we just enjoy being together we enjoy playing football together and at the same time like all this national attention coming towards our team i mean it's just just enjoy the moment and feed off of it so it's not really like shielding as much as it is like just and I think I think feeling that, that emotion. Yeah, I think that we us as a team, you know, we prepare so much like for situations like that. So like like the loud noise of Iowa, like we were playing loud music that we couldn't even hear ourselves think, you know. So it the was, music was louder than the music was the, the stadium, yeah. which is crazy because and you're standing Kinnick right was, next to it. Was wild. So like, like that's no joke. I know Coach talks about that every every week no, during his media stuff, but that's no joke. No, I will lose my voice deal. after Wednesday. Yeah, that's really every cool. week, every 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 week that we go on the road and we have to play loud music yeah. during practice. Tuesday, I'll be all right. I'll start to lose my voice, and then Wednesday after practice, if I had to talk to media, there's no sh- like. There's <laughs> yeah, no it, sh- it came. It came to a point where I can usually hear Cliff, like you know, say his cadence, but it's just I'm looking at the ball the whole time. Like that's that's the only thing I can't do because you really can't hear it sometimes. So but it really does prepare you. It does yeah. prepare it does. you though. It gets yeah. you ready. All right, so put me inside your guys' head when you do walk outside of that tunnel in Beaver Stadium, especially for the whiteout game. KJ, I know you were able to mm. do that last year, and Cliff, you're going to be able to do that as a starter this year. So when you're walking out of that tunnel, like just give me the visual- visualization of what's going through your head. Is it's, it literally just like taking in the crowd? Is it taking in the moment? Like what is it like? It's for me, ooh, I get nervous. For real. I, I Like I usually get nervous before, you know, a lot of games, like – like especially my first year, but you know it's just something about that whiteout. I just I can feel it in my stomach, so it's more so like 
I don't know, I just got so many thoughts running through my head, you know, just, but I had to calm down during the game, you know, so I don't want to be nervous during the game. Um, so I got to be confident during the game. And once I get in the pregame and start catching routes and stuff like that, and once I get my first hit out the way, I think everything goes fine. So is that why you're so locked in when, you know, I mean, when you're doing pregame stuff, when you're stretching and stuff like that, like yeah. I've noticed your transition from last year, kind of, I mean, bouncing around a little bit during pregame. And then yeah. you like hit this time mark where it's like, I'm KJ, I'm locked in now. Yeah, like, it's, it's, I think it was more so, you know, just thinking about, you know, the other team, like what I'm supposed to do against the yeah. other opponent. So it was more so, um, you know, whatever, whatever coverage we went over recognition, uh, this past week or stuff like that. So I'm thinking like what they're going to run. You know, how should I run it? You know, should I should I pace it? Should I should I speed off the ball? You know, it's always different things that's going through my head that I can think about. So, um, just just having that that mental, you know, that that dog mentality in me is just I think that's what really prepares me. Cliff, how about for you being the first time that you're going to run out of that tunnel as a starter for a Penn State wideout? I mean. We're going to see that moment on national television. It'll be 7.30-something, and mm-hmm. you guys will run out. What what the heck goes through your head? I mean, a lot of it is just thinking about the game plan still because in the end, that's why we're there. We're win- there to win a game, you know. I always try to take in, you know, whenever we run, run out of Beaver Stadium because it's unlike any other. I always try to take that in for, you know, 30 seconds or whatever. Um, you know, try to find my family and everything. Just enjoy the atmosphere for a minute or two or whatever. But um, in the end, we're there to win a game. So mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about, you know, the, what, what coverages I think I'm going to see in the first series, you know, what pl- you know the first three plays that we're about to run, those type of things. So that way, you know, my head's in the right spot. But it is it is tough to lock in sometimes just because it's so crazy. But, you know, you, you, you start to learn how to do that, you know, throughout the season. So I think that Iowa last week was a – Definitely a good um, wake-up call for me because I, I didn't start fast. Um, so I'm excited to definitely change that this Saturday. All right, last thing for you guys before we let you go. I know you got some team meetings and stuff you got to take care of before you take on Michigan. But what kind of legacy – two-part question, all right? Okay. So what kind of legacy do you individually want to leave at Penn State? And then what kind of legacy can this team, this 2019 team, leave here in state well, college. Personally, I want to be I want to be the best receiver to lead us, to lead Penn State. And I want to have the best duo with me and Cliff to lead Penn State. But as a team, we're looking for a national championship. That's really that's really the only goal. We ain't had a national championship since what? No idea. Yeah, so you know, it's been a, it's been a while, so we trying to bring that mentality back and we trying to bring that swagger back. So it was more so um us focusing more, us watching film more. Um, we've done a lot of things different this year than we have in the past few years that I've been here. So um, a lot of changes have been made, but they're good changes, though, you know, just to help us out. Um, and, you know, from a recovery aspect to a to a learning aspect and stuff like that. And I think more so our coaches have been, you know, more invested in us, you know, just, you know, always being there for us, being, you know, players, coaches. So, um, you know, I've seen a big difference in that, too, as well. Cliff? Um, you know, obviously – from an individual perspective, you know, you don't try to look at it. It's all about the team. But, um, I mean, I think I'd be lying if – and I think that anybody would be lying if you don't want to be the best, pl- you know, player right. at your position and best player to come through the school when you go to a college. I mean, if you if you don't have that mindset, then, I mean, you're not going to have the career that you want. So, I mean, that's obviously, you know, what I want to do, um, following in some great quarterbacks that have came here. Um, but from the team perspective, I mean – 
when, when we talk about one and no mentality, I, you know, that that's one of the things that we've really harped on this year. And I think that we've done a good job of, um, you know, keeping that same mentality, you know, KJ talks about national championships, big 10 championships, all that. Um, and I agree with him. And, but I mean, he'd be, he'd be the same, like same to say that, you know, this one and no thing is, is as true as possible. Um, you know, we got the one and no last weekend versus Iowa. And that's the only thing on our mind this weekend for, uh, for Michigan. Guys, appreciate you stopping by on this episode of the Unrivaled Podcast, and uh, good luck to Saturday, all right? Thank appreciate you. Appreciate you. See you next time on the Unrivaled Podcast. Yo, what's up? Unrivaled, the official podcast of Penn State football.